good morning. I'm going to start this episode. Uh, it's not, it might go into the direction of uh, specific uh, experiences with people, but it's, uh, I'm going to talk about when you're separated from everyone, now everything is past and you've gone through this period of um, just separating yourself and then kind of looking in retrospect what happened and spending time alone, maybe on the subway or traveling um, alone and thinking about the things and the people in your lives that are no longer a part of your lives. Um, someone said something pretty important one time that was, um, if the, if it's not working for you or if it's, um, if the relationships aren't working out, just cut them out, you know, like a tumor or something, just cut them out. And it doesn't work that way, especially not when, uh, you have children and they've been in your lives for so long. It's like cutting out part of your brain, be like cutting out your memory. And that's not healthy. That's not good. Even if they appear to be the cancerous part of your life that are fully toxic, which they're not, you know, they're just little small episodes and troubles that you experience together in relationships. And I worked for a company where their tagline was relationships that endure. And what does that really mean? You know, and how far do you have to, you know, in a lifelong relationship with someone is usually referred to as your marriage partner but um those also include friendships you know and uh the scary thing is is that um when you leave you know whether it's high school or college and you have these friendships that you've developed and you decide to take a job and move somewhere else you know we have technology that lets you communicate phone letters email social media and unfortunately, people just don't know how to use them or fail to use them because they get so uh, consumed by their new lives, you know. So I left for the military and I left my friends behind. Uh, they went off to have their marriages, start their families. And I uh, chose professional and educational endeavors. But yet I'd go visit those friends to maintain those relationships and I use the phone and um, it's interesting because it kind of relates back to the relationship between my father and I. Uh, when I was 11, he gave me an ultimatum. You either stay with your mother or live with me and never talk to your mom again or you never talk to me again. That was a big decision for an 11 year old. I was like, what? Well, my mom's pregnant. You know, she's about to have a baby. So I kind of got to be there for her. I'm really excited to be a big sister. And so that was an easy decision for me. But I lost my brother, my big brother in that process. And so looking back in psychology, which my brother recently told me he absolutely hates, you know, whatever. Psychology is awesome. Um, so is sociology and so is just living life and repairing or, uh, looking in retrospect of relationships, because I really don't think that we live this life to damage other people and to destroy relationships. I honestly think that, um, even after you live your life and die, 
that the relationship damages that you caused or were a part of, um, they have to get resolved. They don't just um, go unresolved and you walk your ass right up to heaven's gates and say, let me in. And uh, you're permitted a free uh, pass to live in heaven. Or if heaven is on earth, that you can go and damage these people, hurt them and leave them, abandon them, your responsibility. And it's all uh, it's all gravy and everything's okay. And you can just drink your sorrows away through music and um, therapy or counseling. And I, so I think, you know, the, the person who got hurt obviously has to spend their time resolving their, their pains, their emotions, their feelings of abandonment. But I also don't think it needs to continuously go on in a cycle where it happens to everyone, you know, in their lives where they have to feel that abandonment from everyone or make the decisions to um, separate from everyone. Although it's good to retreat and uh, leave relationships for a while in order to gain perspective and decide what the best course of action is for that relationship. Um. And relationship dynamics are, are difficult because they're all different. Each person is unique. So each person has their own uh, set of greatness and problems that they bring to your life. And the ones that are, are bad, you kind of have to set the boundaries and say, I'm not going to let you do that to me. It's just not going to be permitted. But... You know, so sitting on the subway going through New York and taking pretty pictures of the dirty metal objects that we use to get around in life from point A to point B in a really congested world that was bombed, there's so much to consider. There's so much to look at, you know. So there's first gratefulness, just the fact that you can do that. Gratefulness in that you can... Uh, take a subway through New York all the way to Virginia to DC or whatever and that you do have breath and life and the ability to take a nice photograph and say I did that but what's um, hurtful and harmful is logging on to social media later and seeing your friend doing the same thing you did with someone else, looking like she's happier than any person on the planet. And you're, while you're experiencing this in emotional pain because of the way that they treated you or things that they said or things that they failed to do and say, you know? So, you know, the... The relationships with Kim and the other friends of mine um, aren't just about romantic relationships and shopping and um, deciding to cut ties or uh, distance yourself. It's more about how they react to your needs and emotions, you know? So if um, Kim went off and got married to the man I introduced her to and I wasn't invited to the wedding 
And at the same time, I'm off pregnant, about to have a baby, being sued by the father. Um, I think it's a time where you go, well, what's going on here with that relationship? And um, why isn't that person sensitive? Why aren't those people sensitive to motherhood, that experience? And how does it feel for them to go on with their lives as if you don't exist, yet they're living out your experiences and sort of marketing their, their life happiness without you? Well, you know, I have to think about my son and how I appear on social media to other people because what if he searched me out and saw that I was having all this fun traveling across the United States to all these different places and taking photographs with people. And all he sees is smiling, happy faces and not the tears and the pain of being separated from him. You know, that's the thing with social media. You only get part of the story. You only see what people want you to see. You don't see the deep emotions and the true feelings of other people. That's a beautiful photograph of you and your new friend. I'm sorry that you didn't have the human capability and emotional ability to say, rather than to say, I'm sorry that uh, you couldn't be at my wedding because you were too pregnant. Again, kind of slighting me and saying you're too fat to fly and life goes on without you. Um, rather than to flip the switch and say, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you when you were pregnant because that's a very big life event where real friends and good people are there for each other. They know how to buy nice baby gifts and uh, compliment how beautiful a mother-to-be is and um, know how to give hugs and pats on the back and um, have emotional or even just uh, in-depth conversations about how important they are and that uh, how excited they are to um, be a part of that new life that's growing. And um, even though, you know, it might include some relationship difficulties with the fact that someone else, you know, has decided to um, break up and create a single mother in a legal case um, is really a time when your friends need to stand up and say, I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do, you just let me know. But how do you do that? You know, when people live all across the world, all across the United States, just came back home from the military and the friends that are around you and the family that's around you don't really know you that well. You've been gone. But is it wrong to expect that people are to be there to love uh, to love and support their friends and be inquisitive? This is where, what have you been? Tell me what you've been doing the last uh, 10 years. Tell me what the military was like. What was your job? What did you do? That was amazing. It was fun. It was really amazing. It was scary. Um a lot of accomplishments, but also a lot of pain and trauma. You know, I didn't talk about 
the fact that um, being pregnant was a huge, a bigger milestone than just any woman that marries her husband and becomes pregnant because of past relationships and experiences in being pregnant and deciding that, you know, the pregnancies were not going to um, happen because of world conditions, life's conditions, the relationship dynamics, people in my life, and that it wasn't a supportive environment. But even more devastating is going home to find even a less supportive environment out for blood, money, and to take your only child. And then to find out that the friends that you did have were not actually your friends, didn't know how to support you because they're so deeply ingrained in their own selves and their own lives that they can't stop and genuinely care and express concern, care, genuine um, appreciation and genuine friendship values um, towards each other through either gift giving, a hug, a phone call, um, or some other kind of support. And yeah, there were the friends, friends were there in those times of need. I'll be there for you to, um, be at your hospital bedside and to hold your baby. But when it comes down to talking about in-depth feelings and emotions, and, you know, sleep deprivation when you're ready to just um, jump in the car and take your baby to a hospital or, you know, that didn't happen. That was never a feeling or a thought. But to uh, the feelings and thoughts of, oh, my God, am I going to be okay? Can I can I get through the day with all these diapers and uh, lack of sleep and get to my job? And is everything going to crumble on me? Yet nobody's there to say, I'm here for you. I can help you with that. I'm always available. Here's my phone number. And if you ever have any trouble, you just let me know. If there's anything I can ever do for you, bring you lunch, uh, take your baby out for uh, a walk at the school, uh, go for a drive, go walk around the block, Come get a glimpse of what motherhood is really like and come watch my kids at this play at school. Come check out their artwork. None of that was there. Not scary. That's really scary. That's when you go, you know what? You've been hurt. This is this is a level of hurt and and um emotional absence of depth in relationships that um is really considered uh, unacceptable. And what the scary part is, is what if kids are raised to to act this way and continue on in this style of shallow, non-caring, non-emotional, non-supportive relationships? That's devastating to even consider. So anyways, I uh, play with little sound files here. I don't know what to say, except, uh, you know, that's traumatizing. And so the best thing you can do and the best thing I can do, best thing for you is to listen 
best thing for me is to express my feelings and that the people that were involved learn and the people that can learn and be better people do that and become less shallow, more responsive and more, um, more, uh, loving and kind friendships and get get outside of your own little family worlds and your marriages and care about other people for a little while and stop all your uh hatefulness you're out to destroy everybody no i just want you to understand what's happened and the way that i view uh what's happened and what I wish would have happened differently without going into detail on who did what and who said what and why it's so disgusting and why I can't stand you. Thank you. That's all.